five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. The MEAC, SIAC, and the CIAA. The HBCU experience lives here. It's the HBCU Report with Rob Calloway. This is the HBCU Report for Saturday, January 11th, 2020. A brand new year. Same old show, same old fool. Rob Calloway hanging out with you. Good Saturday morning. Thank you guys for Tuning in, we are live via Spreaker.com, iHeartRadio, and the TuneIn Radio app. Don't forget, check out our content partner. When we're not here, we're there. There is SportsNewsAndBrews.com, your official source for sports, black news, political news, and the latest on your favorite craft beers. Yeah, man, we're back. You know, it's, it's been, man, how long has it been? December 21st, actually. December 21st was the last broadcast of the HBCU Report. As, uh, we broadcast live from the Celebration Bowl Radio Row. Had my dog with me, uh, Coach J-Dub, Jamie Walker, and it was cold. It was a rainy day in Atlanta. Oh, my God. Uh, but big shouts out to everyone that, that showed up. I know it's better late than never. You know what they say, better late than never. You also know what Bernie Mac said about black folks. And this extended break, you know, when black folks break, we break. And I did do that December 21st, January 11th. I got me a good break, but now I'm back. I'm refreshed. I'm ready to rock and roll, you know, trying to do some new things for uh, 2020. So, again, big shouts out uh, to everyone uh, checking us out right now via Spreaker, iHeartRadio, or the TuneIn Radio app. Don't forget, uh, tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend that, you know, in case you missed the live show, you can always check us out on demand. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, uh, sportsnewsandbrews.com. Also, what am I missing? Spotify. Yeah, you can always check us out via Spotify as well. Uh, But yeah, uh, Celebration Bowl broadcast, it was a success, if that's what you want to call it. It was cold as hell. Uh, But I had the opportunity to do something that I had never done before. What is that, you're asking? Well, I had the opportunity to interview a SWAT commissioner. Now, in years past, you know, I've reached out, you know, I try, I've interviewed all of the commissioners at one point or time, you know, uh, from the GCAC, the CIAA, the SIAC, the MEAC, but I've never been fortunate enough to have the opportunity of interviewing SWAT commissioner. And I don't know why uh, Dewey, Dewey Sharper, that was his name. I don't know why this dude was like, avoiding me or maybe he was avoiding everybody you know somebody was like well Rob he might have a speech impediment I don't know because I never met the dude and I'm not trying to throw any shade but I had the opportunity of of talking with uh, Charles McClellan who uh, was appointed SWAT commissioner last year and he's been doing some fantastic things uh, with the conference also had the opportunity to talk with uh, MEAC commissioner Dennis Thomas who uh, has been on this show several times and we're actually uh, scheduled to talk with uh, Commissioner Thomas in the next few weeks uh, as he is a member of the Black College Football Hall of Fame Class of 2020. And so uh, before we go any further, that's what this show is all about, the BCF Hall of Fame. We've got two members of the Class of 2020 uh, joining the show today, uh, Earl Air Harvey, former quarterback, North Carolina Central University. If you don't know who Earl is, you got to do your homework. Record breaker, game changer. That's all I'll say. We also have a living legend, and in the HBCU culture, we'd like to use that term legend. Man, we use it a lot. Sometimes the dude is not really legendary. He was just your coach. But everybody knows Joe Taylor. Five HBCU national championships, 10 conference titles at at respective universities. I'd say he's a legend. 
Joe Taylor will join the show uh, in the third segment. Uh, Earl Air Harvey will actually join the show uh, coming up in the second segment. So, uh, you know, like I said, we're working, man. We're working. Uh, if, if you see the title of this show, you know, for those of you, uh, well, I guess it, I guess it comes up on all the all the platforms, right? It's called Do Something. Now that's what my my bishop's been preaching, you know, for for months. That in order for something good to happen, you have to do something. You got to do something, you know. And sometimes we think that the the what we're doing is, is enough, but it's really not. And so you know, coming up in twenty twenty, man, I'm gonna be doing more than something you know i'm gonna be doing more and more and more uh you know that's that's just how you gotta you gotta get the way you want to go you know you gotta sacrifice something you gotta get out here and you gotta do more you know and i and and the thing about it is i've been committed to to sacrificing things um as i try to move forward in the new year what do you mean rob what do you mean you sound crazy well you know in order, like I said, I have to change some things, right, about me. If I want to uh, push all of these platforms that I have, I have so, uh, Sports News and Brews. I got the, the HBCU report, you know, and, and Sports News and Brews is more than just a website. You know, I'm, I'm actually uh, looking to turn it to like some YouTube TV type deal, IGTV type stuff. And, you know, in order to do that, you have to do more. You have to do something. And so the something I did was – kind of crazy because I know many of you listening would not have done this, but you know, I had to take a step back from actually being uh, an employed uh, a broadcast professional, right? Everybody knows I'm a teacher. I teach broadcasting. Okay. But I had to take a step back from actually being an employee of a broadcast company in order to be able to move forward. You know, sometimes you have to do that. And so that's part of my do something campaign for 2020, you know, if a radio station to pay me to do something, guess what? The the same companies that pay the radio station to pay me, they'll pay me directly if they really want it. I'm just saying. And that's for everybody out there. You know, everybody working for somebody. You know, think about that. If it's a job that you can actually do on your own, those companies that are paying that job that you have that then trickles down, you know, a, a percentage of that to you, that, those same companies will pay you. So, you know, that's what I'm looking for in 2020. I'm tired of working two, three jobs and all that stuff, man. And yeah, 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 yeah. This is the HBCU Report. Rob Calloway here. We are back the first show. And, you know, it's kind of like, uh, what is it? Um, my boy Big Mike used to call it like verbal diarrhea. When you've just been away from the show for so long, you just got so much that you want to say. But, um, yeah, man, it, you know, I've been sacrificing some things. You know, at church, shouts out to uh, Dream Center of Atlanta, shouts out to Bishop William Murphy, you know, got us on this 12-day fast. I ain't ever fasted a day in my life, ever. And uh, we're on this, like, water and juice from midnight to 4 p.m. And then after 4 p.m., you know, certain things, you know, that you can eat, that you can't eat. Mm, It's going all right. But, you know, I'm also doing some other things to try to improve myself, you know, sacrificing, sacrificing my my body as I train for uh, this marathon that I have coming up in exactly four weeks in a day, the New Orleans Rock and Roll Marathon. And so it's crazy that I'm going through this fast, but I'm still training for the marathon. So what I'm doing is, and it's crazy, I don't even know if it's healthy, but what I'm doing is, you know, at night when I can't eat, like that's when I'm carb loading, right? And then in the morning, I go to the gym at like five and get my runs in or, you know, on the weekend, I get my runs in. And then I try to use those calories to actually fuel my run. So I don't I don't know if it's if it's working or not or if it's healthy or not. But that's what I'm doing, you know, because I want to be better. I want to be better for 2020. I ain't going to say I want to necessarily be closer to the Lord because I already have a really great relationship. So that's not even what this fast is about. I just want to prove to myself that I can be better. I can be something. Right. You know, in my do something campaign, I just want to know that I can there are some things that I can do to uh, be better. And, and if nothing else is go force you to be better. Jesus Christ, a fast. Oh, my God. I'm walking. I'm walking through the grocery store yesterday. And um, I was like, man, I'm just going to walk through the candy aisle. 
because every time I go to the grocery store, I get the horrible gummy bears because that's my thing. Anybody knows me knows I'm a horrible dude. You know, walk through, I look, I say, oh, my God, there they are. I just touched them. <laughs> I just kind of molested the gummy bears, the bag, just, just so I could touch it because I'm fasting and I can't have gummy bears. Oh, my God. I feel like a J. <laughs> Oh, my God. So unbelievable. So unbelievable. But I promise you, ladies and gentlemen, if this is your first time tuning into the HBCU report, we're going to talk some HBCU stuff coming up uh, momentarily. But, you know, like I said, it's been so long since I've actually had the opportunity to talk to to you guys. Man, I'm excited. I'm excited about everything that the new year is holding for not only me, but for for the X squad affiliates as well, man, you know. Uh, one of my biggest things outside of this, um, outside of, of covering HBCU, because, you know, my HBCU coverage expands beyond just sports, right? That's why it's a lot of, it's a lot of platforms, a lot of outlets that do HBCU stuff. And most of the time it's geared specifically towards sports. But for me, the HBCU culture is so much bigger than sports that I just try to expand and do more. So, um, you know, it, we we talk to we talk to college presidents. You know, we talk to alumni. We we talk to you know whoever. As long as if it's HBCU geared and positive toward HBCUs, you know, we talk to them, right? But outside of that, you know, my biggest interest is combat sports, primarily boxing, right? And um. You know, the week after the celebration bowl, man, I have to say, man, I've been I've been riding high. I can't even lie. You know, we had the uh Javante Davis, uh Yuri Yorkis Gamboa fight here in Atlanta. And um man, Atlanta showed up and showed out. You know, it was a full week of uh activities, you know, the media workouts, the press conferences, the weigh-ins, all of that stuff. And uh it was really good for Atlanta. And and I can't lie, man. You know, for those of you that have followed my journey and, uh, you know, for those of you that follow me on Instagram or follow Sports News and Brews on Instagram, um, you know that, you know, boxing coverage is really my thing, man. I I love the sweet science. Um, Big shouts out to Big Tigger uh, from V103. You know, Big Tigger, that's my dude right there. Tigger is the one that even got me in the fight game. And, man, ever since my first trip to Vegas to cover a fight, you know, I've been hooked. And so uh, this whole Davis Gamboa thing, man, it just really reignited a whole nother fire in my soul. And I was like, man, you know what? You know, I got to do something. I got to do more. You know, I got to I got to scratch that itch, so to speak. And so um, in addition to this HBCU stuff and, you know, man, we're just going to be expanding in 2020 because I got to start covering some stuff in Vegas. I have too many, too much access and too many people, you know, like Rob, when you coming back. So, you know, that's, that's another venture that, uh, we'll be talking about, uh, sooner than later. Um, and speaking of which, uh, before we get ready to go to commercial break and, and then join Earl air Harvey shouts out to my girl, uh, Clarissa Shields, man, last night put on a hell of a performance versus, uh, Ivana Habazin and, uh, man, Clarissa got all the belts. The unified middleweight champ, the what well, undisputed middleweight champ. Now she just picked up, uh, what was that? The the light middleweight or whatever that was she won last night. Shouts out to her, man. She is a beast, man. Also, shouts out to Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury. About to get it going, February, man. Rematch, yeah. Everybody's waiting for that. Like I said, man, my footprint expands so so much further than just HBCUs, man. Jesus Christ, boy. This is going to be a hell of a uh, 2020. That's all I'll say, man. So uh, coming up on the other side, Earl Air Harvey, as we uh, get ready to kick off our spotlight of the Black College Football Hall of Fame inductees. This is the HBCU Report. We'll be right back after these words. Okay, men, this is your time. Maybe you didn't choose this, but you're here now. You're going to go out there. And be an all-star caregiver. It's up to you. So what are you going to do? You're going to go grocery shopping. Cook. Clean. Be there emotionally and physically. you got to dig deeper. 
Drive them to physical therapy, doctor's appointments. Don't you forget about the pharmacy. I know you won't. Because that's what caregivers do. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. This is your time to show the world, your family, and yourself that you're tougher than tough. Now go out there and be the best caregiver this world has ever seen. Caregiving is tougher than tough. Find the care guides you need at aarp.org slash caregiving. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Hey, hon, what you doing with your phone? Taking pictures? No, I'm asking questions. Like what? Hey, Bobo, do flowers have best friends? I'm sorry, I'm afraid I don't know that. Hey, follow me. I want to show you something. Look, flowers do have best friends. Whoa. Some answers can only be found in nature. Discover the unsearchable. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a trail near you. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. HBCU sports fans, you finally have a voice. The HBCU experience lives here. This is the HBCU Report with Rob Calloway. tuning in however you may be listening classic mary j blige right there man you know today's mary j's birthday 49 years young so a happy birthday to mary j that's from the hbcu report now as promised you know today it's all about the black college football hall of fame class of 2020 and so we're turning our attention right now to our first guest earl air harvey former quarterback North Carolina Central University Eagles. This dude broke all kind of records in the CIAA when he was a part of that Eagles roster. Uh, so first off, Earl, welcome to the HBCU Report. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you having me on. Not a problem, man. So uh, before there was an Air McNair one or two, Fred or Steve, there was Air Harvey. Talk to us about your time growing up in, in Fayetteville, North Carolina, how you ended up at, at North Carolina Central. Well, um, I came out of uh, Douglas Bird High School, um, played my senior year of varsity football there, three-year basketball player, uh, also played one-year JV football. Uh, we were pretty much a uh, running team, uh, power eye, um, eye formation team option. Uh, uh, Donnell Wolford, who was actually, a, was actually a, co- a cornerback for the Chicago Bears, played at Clemson. He was my tailback. Um, so my junior year, I didn't play football. 
uh, Brad Edwards uh, was the safety for was safety for the Redskins. Um, he was the starting quarterback while I was a junior. So I said, there's no way I'm going to play behind Brad. So I set out that year and I came back my senior year and played. And um, I threw about 123 balls my senior year. I had a couple of offers. One was Federal State and one was North Carolina Central. Federal State had, had already told me if they, if they bring me in, I was going to be a backup. You know, I was like, okay, fine. I'll go to Federal State. I'm here. At, you know, I'm, I'm still home. Central came down a day or two later and said they didn't have a quarterback. So I said, okay, and I go to Central. And that's kind of like, you know, what started everything from there. Absolutely. Now, uh, you know, once you once you ended up on campus at, at North Carolina Central, you became uh, the first freshman in NCAA history to pass for 3,000 yards. You passed for nearly uh, 11,000 yards in your career and also had 86 touchdown passes. Uh, looking back on your collegiate career, all right, if, if, yeah. if you could talk to that younger version of yourself, what would you say to him? Wow, a younger version of myself. Probably um, to get started early. To get started early. Um, back then, we didn't have what we have now as far as personal trainers and everything like that. We didn't have the the one-on-one coaches. So I always think back and, you know, and I wonder – how would I, I have been then with a personal coach coming up? So I, I would tell a younger me to, to you know, start early, to, to hit the books for sure early, um, you know, do what you got to do in school and just continue to work hard. So you play for uh, you play for Coach Lattimore, right? Yes. So so what was it like playing for a guy like uh, Henry Lattimore? Oh, it was awesome. I, I always say that Coach Lattimore was the wind beneath my wings. Um, uh, without Coach Lattimore's trust in me, I, I wouldn't be here today. Uh, I, I, I mentioned the people that the quarterback before me, Ger- uh, Gerald Furlan, was an awesome quarterback at North Carolina Central, but he didn't throw the ball as much as I did. And I've, I've always wondered that, you know, why did Lattimore kind of let loose with me? Because I wasn't a passing quarterback in high school. No no one knew of me in high school. Uh, they just knew there was a recruit coming from Douglasburg. Then, you know, I wasn't heavily recruited, didn't have a lot of stats, I think I I may have broke a thousand yards then. So what did Lattimore see in me? Um, he always called me his diamond in the rough. So obviously he saw something and he trusted in me to you know to go there and and you know do what I had to do. Absolutely. Uh, this is the HBCU report. Rob Calloway on the line right now with Earl Air Harvey. Uh, he is a member of the 2020 class of the Black College Football Hall of Fame. The enshrinement happens next month right here in the ATL. Um, now, during your time at Central, uh, you guys yes. were you guys were in the CIAA. It was a much different CIAA uh, from what we have now. I mean, teams like Hampton and Norfolk State were a part uh, of the conference. Uh, now, you know, Hampton no longer a part of an HBCU conference. Norfolk State in the MEAC and, uh, of course, North Carolina Central in the MEAC now. Um, how tough was the conference back then? I've heard a lot of great things about the, the CIAA football back in the 80s, but in your opinion, right. how tough was it? Well, I think we were pretty tough. Um, of course, during our time, Winston-Salem was always the, the team to beat. Um, if, if, you, if you look at what we did then compared to, you know, how central it is now, we didn't have the resources back then. We didn't, you know, we didn't have the, the type of weight program that, you know, these schools have now. So when you talk about our accomplishment, not, not only as an offense, but as a, as a football program in general, I think we did a lot. Um, Skill wise, I think we matched up with you know with some of the best. We you know we played uh, Jackson State, we played Grambling, we fared well with them. Um, we lost um, both times we played both teams, but the second time we got closer. Um, I think at that point they took us off the schedule. You know, a, a Division two school playing them and, and coming out on top probably wouldn't look right. But you know, we 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 played ball you know in the CIAA. You know, we brought a lot of excitement you know on the on the football field, and I think people really enjoyed that. Now, the reason that I'm asking you that question is is for, for, for this reason right here. Now, yes. um, a, a couple of weekends ago, we had the Celebration Bowl here in Atlanta. And um, I had yes. the opportunity uh, to see you. I spoke to you briefly. You, you probably don't remember because it was so much going on. But, it was so much going on. It, it was, but uh, you and uh, Commissioner uh, Dennis Thomas and, and uh, Joe Taylor, who, who's uh, actually going to be on the show coming up in the next segment, uh, you know, okay. saw, saw all you guys. And the thing about the, the one thing that, that when I saw you all, I was like, you know what? Ain't this a damn shame? Like, these guys are clearly – 
CIAA guys. You know, we got one guy going going in from the NAIA uh, from from Central State um, into yeah. the into the uh, Black College Football Hall of Fame. But you know, for you guys to be honored, some CIAA guys, right? To right. be honored at right. the at the uh, at the MEAC SWAC, I guess if you want to call it championship, the Celebration Bowl, right? Um, right. You know, what are your thoughts on, on the, the on conferences like the SIAC and CIAA basically being being locked out of, of you know what some consider to be the biggest prize in HBCU football? Well, I mean, Central was there before, you know. Um, well, yeah, I, yeah, a couple been... years ago, right? Yeah, Central again. You know, we play, we play football. You know, in the CIAA, we play football just as, as well as anybody else. You know, we ha- we'll have our ups and ups and downs, but we'll be back. You know, A and T is riding high right now, um, which was they've been playing great ball over the last year. But definitely look for Central. We got got a, a new young coach in there, and Coach Oliver. So, so we're expecting big things from him. So yeah, Central Central will be back. For sure. Yeah, but but I'm saying, but like, what are your thoughts on like the CIAA and SIAC not being a part of what what we consider to be the the HBCU national championship? Oh, I mean, you know, I, I can't give give too much uh, thought on that. You know, I, I haven't followed it that much to to really give you a a um a, a good answer. Okay, you well, know? think well, think um, like this. Think like this. I'm not trying to put you on the spot, yeah. but just think like this, right? Okay. Just say when you right. were, when you were at Central, right? Yeah, you out there lighting it up at Central, okay? Yeah. Now, for for all intents and purposes, you guys end up, you know, at, at the top of the the food chain in the CIAA, and everybody right. and everybody saying, "Oh, but fam, you is the national champion." Just like I give you a perfect example, Bowie State was the only undefeated HBCU team this season, right? Okay. You know, they're not even in the conversation about the HBCU national championship because they're in the CIAA because they're Division Two, you know, but. Okay. We see CIAA and SIAC schools beat Swack and me at every Saturday. Right, I got you. I got you. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you know, with, with with that in mind, again, we play football as well. So if if we're one of the best, we should be there. See, you know, right? We we should be there, especially you know, you, you look at a team like Bowie State and the uh, Amir Hall when he was there. Right. You, you you got a guy like that who's going to bring the crowds in. You know, you got a guy like that who people you know, would want to see, you know, this record-breaking quarterback, who is he? You know, so, yeah, yeah, the the CIAA should be, you know, recognized just as much as any other conference if, again, they've, they've done what they have to do as far as the team and, and, and win games and they're at the top of their of their division. Absolutely, absolutely. So, you know, now that we got caught up on this football stuff, man, uh, the question I'm sure that everybody listening wants to know is, is what are you up to now? Well, I'm, I'm back in my hometown of Fayetteville. Um, and I'm, I'm still involved with the game of football. I'm, I'm training uh, quarterbacks and training some of all the skill positions. Uh, Level Up Football Development Camp. You can find that on Facebook and also Instagram and Twitter, Level Up Football. So this is what I've been doing for the uh, last 10 years. Um, it's, it's going really well as a mentorship program as well. All right, so let me ask you this, man, because you know I know this has this this has to be a big deal. You know, going into the college, the Black College Football Hall of Fame. Uh, when you yes. got that call that you were headed that you were headed to the hall, what what were your thoughts, man? Well, I, I had been a finalist for what the last three or four years, so um, and actually I actually got an email. I you know opened it up up and you know they were congratulating me. And I, I looked at my wife. I said. Hey, guess what? <laughs> she was like, "What?" Well, I said, "I'm in." She was like, "In what?" I'm like, "The Black College Hall of Fame." She was like, "Oh, okay." So I was like, "Okay," you know. It was like that was it. It was done. You know, I wasn't expecting it. You know, but just to you know to get that that email, it was like, "Okay, this this is pretty cool." You know, I'm being recognized as one of the best to do what I do at my position. Absolutely. You know, there there are many quarterbacks. You know, Willie Totten, Doug Williams, um, Air McNair, um, a, a, a bunch of quarterbacks, you know, who, who've done more. So for me to, to be in there with these guys, man, it's, it's, it's an awesome opportunity for me. It's an awesome feeling. I, I can't describe it. Absolutely. Now, no, you just mentioned some giants, right, in, in the HBCU ranks, NFL ranks. 
Um, you know, yeah. and, and and you go it's 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 so many giants, you know, in the Black College Football Hall of Fame when you actually go through the roster and look at everybody that's in there. You know, not to put you on the spot, man, but you know, in sports we there always you go, <laughs> I know, man. We we always talk about we always talk about the the Mount Rushmore. You know, we always talk about the Mount right. Rushmore sports. So, give me your top 3 HBCU players, coaches, just coaches or players. Top 3. <sighs> All time? Yeah. What position? Well, no, I'm just saying HBCU. It don't matter what position. Coaches, position, it don't matter. Well, I, I would have to go I would have to go quarterbacks. Okay, um, let's do it. Uh, um uh, just uh Doug Will for sure. Okay. Just you know for what he stood for. Um I have to put him him and Shaq together. Okay. You know, those were the trailblazers. Mm-hmm. Um the, the next two, I, I would definitely go Willie Totten and Aaron McNair. Mm. Um, I, I had the opportunity to play with Willie Todd down in New Orleans in arena ball. And just, I mean, you think about the things he did with, with Jerry Rice. And for someone like that, you know, who, who really didn't get a shot, you know. Oh, I mean, yeah. he, he, he set like 51 NCAA, 1AA records. Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. Jerry Rice, oh, that man is shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that would be, you know. Shaq and, and Doug, you know, being number one, the Willie Totten, then and then uh, Eric McNair. Oh, very good, good, very good. Yeah. See, I tell you, it wasn't gonna be too. It was that, see, I, I wasn't gonna put you on the spot too tough, man. I knew you'd be able to do <laughs> yeah. that right there, you know. <laughs> so, all right, man. Well, he is Earl Air Harvey. Earl, thank you so much for joining us on the HBCU Report, yes, man. Congratulations on going into the Black College Football Hall of Fame, and uh, we look forward to uh, talking to you, um, you know, during the induction ceremony. Thank you. I look forward to meeting you guys as well. All right. Thank you, man. All right. Great stuff right there from Earl Air Harvey, former quarterback, North Carolina Central University Eagles, a member of the Black College Football Hall of Fame class of 2020. Congratulations to Earl, man, and all the inductees. That's right. Coming up on the other side, we will be joined by the legend, Coach Joe Taylor, who's also a member of the class of 2020. This is the HBCU Report. Don't forget, follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at HBCU Report. We'll be right back after these words. Okay, men, this is your time. Maybe you didn't choose this, but you're here now. You're going to go out there and be an all-star caregiver. It's up to you. So what are you going to do? You're going to go grocery shopping, cook, clean, be there emotionally and physically. You gotta dig deeper. Drive them to physical therapy, doctor's appointments. Don't you forget about the pharmacy. No, you won't. Because that's what caregivers do. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. This is your time to show the world, your family, and yourself that you're tougher than tough. Now go out there and be the best caregiver this world has ever seen. Caregiving is tougher than tough. Find the care guides you need at aarp.org slash caregiving. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Hey, hon, what you doing with your phone? Taking pictures? No, I'm asking questions. Like what? Hey, Bobo, do flowers have best friends? I'm sorry. I'm afraid I don't know that. Hey, follow me. I want to show you something. Look, flowers do have best friends. Whoa. Some answers can only be found in nature. Discover the unsearchable. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a trail near you. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. From Clark Atlanta to Morehouse to Spelman, it's the HBCU Report with Bob Calloway.
This is the HBCU Report. Rob Calloway back for 2020. We are live via Spreaker.com, iHeartRadio, and the TuneIn Radio app. Don't forget, check out our content partner. When we're not here, we're there. There is SportsNewsAndBrews.com. Big shouts out to Earl Air Harvey, Black College Football Hall of Fame member of 2020 for checking in with us on the last segment. But as we continue our spotlight of the class of 2020, we turn our attentions to a good friend of the show. He was on one of the very first editions of the HBCU Report way back in 2012, talking about my good friend, the legend, Joe Taylor. First of all, Coach, welcome back to the HBCU Report. Well, thanks so much, Rob. First of all, Happy New Year to you. Absolutely. And, uh, it's my pleasure, and uh, we appreciate all that, that you do. And my pleasure being uh, your guest today. Oh, thank you, man. I appreciate it so much. So, you know, a, a lot of folks just know you from, you know, your your collegiate coaching experience. But uh, talk to us a little bit. Uh, I know you were born in D.C., uh, so talk to us a little bit, you know, about your humble beginnings and, and what got you or who got you into coaching. Well, uh, that's a very good good question. Um, in fact, I was born in Sussex County, Virginia, but my family moved to D.C. at the age of 10. So, and that's why most people feel like uh, or say home is uh, D.C. And I do claim it, too, because I played for a guy by the name of Robert Hedden at the time at Cardozo High School back in the uh, middle to late 60s. And he's really the one that kind of got me involved and uh, you know, was able to garner a uh, football scholarship to go out to Western Illinois. And in between uh, years during the summer, uh, Bob Hedden was always the all-star coach, and he invited me to, uh, you know, come and help him during the summers. And I guess that's really where that bug really started because you could really see that in fact, even starting with myself, he made uh, a big difference in young people's lives. And I thought that was, uh, you know, for a, a good thing. And I just kind of wanted to follow that because I really think coaching, I always, the definition of coaching is, you know, somebody who takes people to places that they cannot go by themselves. Mm. And Bob Hedden did that. And it's kind of like, boy, I said, okay, I would like to do that because you can really make a positive impact on a daily basis. Mm, very good. Very good. Now, uh, we talked with uh, Earl Harvey, former quarterback, uh, North Carolina Central University, who's also going into the Hall of Fame with you. And um, yes. I was asking him about the competitiveness of the CIAA back in the day when schools like Norfolk and Hampton <laughs> and North Carolina Central were a part of the conference. So uh, talk to us a, a little bit about the old CIAA. Well, uh, as Earl said, in fact, we were down at the Celebration Bowl and had a chance to talk, and it was so good to see him. And, of course, can, you know, we played North Carolina Central when Henry Lattimore was the head coach, mm -hmm. and that was his quarterback. And uh, Earl, I promise you now, uh, he didn't lose a lot of games. Uh, he really could. Uh, I mean, back in the day when I don't know if it was fashionable to just throw the ball every down, uh, Earl did it. And when you look at Coach Willis Bailey's and, uh, you know, uh, uh, the young man, uh, uh, Bill Hayes, uh, you know, those guys, you know, you had to button that chin strap every Saturday uh, because, you know, uh, Pete Richardson and, and, and Dick Price, all those guys, they was very, very competitive. And people played defense back during that time, too, uh, which they don't do a lot of that these <laughs> days. But uh, <laughs> so it was, you know, you ran the ball, uh, you played defense, and it really was a physical uh, game, uh, so much so until today, you know, things are kind of wide open. Everybody's trying to throw, throw the ball around. But uh, the South AA has been very – in fact, I always say – even though, you know, you might say the CIAA is a basketball conference because of, you know, the things that happen with the CIAA tournament. Mm -hmm. But it is strong. It's competitive from week in and week out uh, in the CIAA in football. Yeah, it is. I mean, I, I've been watching, especially since um, the past few years, I think when 
Uh, Keneal Maynard was at Winston-Salem State. That's when I first really started paying attention to CIAA football. And, man, okay. they were playing some hell of five football up there at Winston-Salem. And now my guy, Reggie Barlow, is over at Virginia State University. And, uh, exactly. and they've been doing some phenomenal things. Bowie State been doing some phenomenal things. So, yes. you know, so I always tell the folks, yeah, yeah, CIAA, you might think about basketball, but, you know, here, here in, in recent history, you know, the CIAA has – uh, done a good job of knocking off some of those uh, uh, FCS uh, teams from the MEAC and the SWAC. So uh, yes. I'm a firm believer in CIAA football. But but on the flip side, Coach, and this is the HBCU Report, Rob Calloway on the line right now with Joe Taylor. Uh, he is going into the Black College Football Hall of Fame uh, coming up in a few weeks, believe it or not. He should already be there. But uh, he's headed <laughs> – he's a part of the class of 2020. Now, Coach, on the flip side, um, you, were, you were also at Hampton. Uh, when the school went from the CIAA to the MEAC, uh, what were the biggest adjustments uh, as you went from playing Division Two football to what was then known as Division One AA? Well, uh, you know, in fact, one of the other guys that's going into the, uh, you know, the Hall of Fame this year is Dennis Thomas. Yes, commissioner, the commissioner. Yeah, well, he was the AD at Hampton who hired me from Union to come down to uh, Hampton. And he's the one that really kind of put out the proposal, wrote up the strategies. And it's, it's uh, several different things that they look at. First of all, you know, how many terminal degrees you have uh, in, on, on your campus, how many professors that have terminal degrees, uh, how many, uh, what is your attendance? Uh, and they look at, in other words, if you're going to move from one conference to the other, the conference that you're seeking is trying to determine what value do you bring to the overall conference. You can't just say, I want to do it. And, and in fact, in our case, too, Division Two scholarships uh, is 36 max from the NC2A. Well, 1AA or now FCS is 63 so when you decide to move up, you got to look at also it, it's a cost. It's an additional cost. Uh, you know, you go from maybe six coaches to nine coaches because uh, you don't want to just say, and we were successful right away because uh, Dr. Thomas had put a strategy in place. Uh, he had looked at other schools uh, that were similar uh, and kind of looked at what they did because, uh, it's, it's no magic in this thing called coaching. Uh, and you got to make sure that the playing field is level long before playing the, uh, the, you know, the day of the game. So we had to put the scholarships in place. We had to make sure that uh, we could kind of promise them these are the kinds of things that the value that we will bring if you all allow us to come up. And we had won the last three CIAA championships, and that didn't hurt anything either. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, so, okay. So I'm, I'm glad that, that we even went there because you, you mentioned Dennis Thomas, and, and I'm glad you did because, uh, you know, I'm at the Celebration Bowl, and I see you guys, you know, right before you all got honored, the class of 2020, and everyone that was there, including Dennis Thomas, they, you guys all have ties to the CIAA or the NAIA, not necessarily the MEAC or the SWAC or SIAC. Uh, but what are your thoughts on the CIAA and SIAC being included in this whole HBCU national championship conversation? Because, of course, we know ESPN has the celebration bowl in place for the MEAC and SWAC. But is it really fair, Coach, knowing what you know, you know, from, from a pro professional standpoint, is it really fair that the CIAA and the SIAC are being excluded from this conversation? Well, you know, uh, at one point, I think they used to call it the Pioneer Bowl. Pioneer, think, the, the Heritage yeah, Bowl. It, yeah, was a, yeah. it was a doubleheader. You know, the MEAC and SWAC champs played, you know, and then, of course, the SIAC and CIAA played, you know, the, the uh, second game. And it's something that we have uh, – broached uh, with Dr. Thomas uh, and of course uh, the, the folks who run the Celebration Bowl used to be with, uh, I think it's John Grant. John Grant, right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Uh, we've kind of offered that uh, as a possibility because if you're really trying to enlarge the footprint, mm-hmm. or should I say get more butts in seats, um, you know, I think 35000 is good, but I think you can get to fifty or 60000 If there If there was a doubleheader, maybe the SIC versus the CIAA champ on Friday uh, night, and then Saturday, you know, you have the MIAC and the SWAC champion. Uh, I think you will really pull and probably even double your attendance. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, as you know, as Atlanta is the hub. You know, uh, most of our schools are in that, you know, when maybe, maybe 150 or 200 miles uh, radius. So I think it'll be something to look at. Uh, and I think that they, at some point, I know Dr. Thomas is still trying to grow some other sports uh, in the MEAC, but it's a conversation. It's been dialogue, and we're going to stay at it, and, and maybe uh, one day we'll see it happen. Absolutely, and I'm looking forward to it. This is the HBCU Report. Rob Calloway on the line right now with Joe Taylor, a member of the Class of 2020, uh, headed into the Black College Football Hall of Fame next month. Uh, so, Coach, Five national championships, ten conference titles. I, I got to ask, what what was your biggest secret to your success? Well, uh, it's something that I always uh, talk about. Um, whenever I, you know, went to a new program, uh, I always try to introduce to the young men that um, they got to control their dash, and uh, and that simply means that there's four numbers that precedes all of us. And it represents the year that we were born. We had nothing to do with that. And then at some point, there's going to be four additional numbers. Uh, that will represent exploration. Mm. Well, in between those two sets of four numbers is always a dash. That's all you have control over. Wow. The dash. Wow. And we take that, or we took that and we moved it expanded it to D-A-S-H. D stands for discipline. Uh, if you hope to have any success in life in anything, it starts with discipline, doing the right thing. Uh, A was attitude. And attitude simply means that you got to deny naysayers rent in your head. Uh, don't let anybody ever tell you what you cannot do. And it's a matter of flushing all negativity and setting your mind to, okay, this is what I really want to get done. When you get your mind right, you get your life right. Then the S stands for sacrifice. Uh, Sacrifice is simply, what are you doing when the curtain is drawn together? Uh, All Americans are not made during the season. They're made in the off season. Mm-hmm. So that's where sacrifice. We all know Mike, uh, Michael Jordan was cut the first time he went out for a basketball team. Well, all he did was went in, into a gym and shot a thousand balls every day. Well, the rest is history. Well, that's the definition of sacrifice. You know, it's the sweat equity mm. uh, that you put in it. In fact, I always tell people that uh, detergent, 409, uh, 409 got his name because the four, the first 408 times, they couldn't get it right. <laughs> <laughs> so when they finally got it right the 409th time, they just call it 409. But, well, that's what you call sacrifice, putting the time in. Uh, don't let anybody outwork you. And then the H is the most important one. That's that for habits. And, of course, habits... Man does not decide his future. Man decides his habits. And his habits decide his future. Mm. And a young man just come to my office and says, Coach, I want to be a doctor. And I said, fine, outstanding, great. But aren't you the young man out here that's drinking every night? Your habits say you want to be an alcoholic, not a doctor. Wow. So when you get your habits straight, you get your life straight. So we just was able to get young men to buy into that, to take control of their dash. And once they did, we every program, when I went to Hampton in 92, the year before, they were like two and nine. 
we took the same kids and went nine and two. The very next year, first year I was there. When we went to Florida A and M, they were like three and eight the year before I got there. And we had the biggest turnaround in college football that year, which is two oh eight. We went nine and three. Well, we just was able to get young men to buy into controlling the dash. Wow. I need to control my dash. That man, you just <laughs> whoo, you just enlightened me with that one, Coach. Jesus Christ. I'm gonna start preaching that in my class. Man. Well, I tell you, it works in everything. Because it starts with discipline. Wow. Wow, that is unbelievable. All right, and my my final question for you, Coach, before I let you go, man. Uh, when you got that call that you were headed into the Black College Football Hall of Fame, what were your thoughts? Well, you know, Rob, I really was never more humbling. Because, uh, see, one of my mentors, one of the guys that, along with Bob Hedden, Eddie Robinson, I don't know how many folks he influenced uh, over his life, you know, with his career. And he was really my mentor, and I used to call Eddie at least uh, two or three times a week. And when he came up to invite Virginia Union up to uh, the Meadowlands for the Whitney Young Classic, uh-huh. uh, we were really just supposed to be an opponent that he was going to show off with his alumni. But Union, little old Division Two Union, we beat Grambling 46 to 37. And to, I promise you, uh, to be going into the hall where Eddie is, uh, it's almost like we'll come full circle. Um, you know, you can be honored all over the place, but when home, and I really consider home HBCU, when they recognize you, it, did, it doesn't get any more gratifying. Uh, I'm just um, thoroughly humble. And I just really feel like, because see, hard work does not go unnoticed. Yep. And this was a sign that hard work does not go unnoticed. Mm, very good. Very good. I, I just had to tell you, uh, Coach, now, in, in my lifetime, right, I didn't get to see Jake yeah. Gaither and Big John married and, and all these guys that, that we hear about, right? My, my uncle actually yeah. played for Jake Gaither down in Florida A&M. Um, right. But, you know, we in sports, we always hear about the Mount Rushmore of sports, right? Now, in my yes. lifetime, in my lifetime, not only did I have the opportunity to see uh, Eddie Robinson coach Grambling uh, during my collegiate, when I was in college at Bama State, but I actually had the opportunity of, of meeting Eddie Robinson. He came to my high school, Southwest DeKalb High School, uh, back mm-hmm. when I was in 11th grade, and I actually got a chance mm-hmm. to shake his hand to meet him. Okay? Yes. Now, when we talk about the Mount Rushmore's of, of my era, of, 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 you know, my lifetime, dude, it's Eddie Robinson, it's you, and it's coach coach Broadway. Like you mm. get, like like for real when when I think about the modern era of HBCU football. You know, and you talk about the championships and you talk about the conference titles, you you talk about that that means a lot. But when you start mm. talking about the amount of productive citizens that you all have put out into the community. I mean, it's 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 unparalleled. You can't touch what you Broadway right. and Rob have done. Well, I certainly appreciate those uh, comments and remarks, but I'll tell you this, too. I know we touched a lot of lives, but please know those lives touched us, too. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and because we met each other, we all became better people. Mm. Absolutely. I'm a better person from this conversation right here, Coach. <laughs> Thank For you real. so much. I'm controlling Thank that you. dash. I'm controlling that. <laughs> I'm going to give you credit every time I preach that. I'm going to give you credit. Thanks, no problem, man. He is uh, Coach Joe Taylor heading into the Black College Football Hall of Fame class of 2020. Coach, thank you so much for joining us on the HBCU Report, and we look forward to seeing you at the uh, induction ceremony, okay? Thank you so much, and again, uh, happy holidays to you. All right, thank you, man. Have a good one. Okay. All right, great stuff right there from the legend, Coach Joe Taylor. This is the HBCU Report. Rob Calloway. Hanging out with you. Coming up on the other side, the fourth and final segment. And then we're up out of here, man. About to get our weekend officially underway. Don't forget, follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at HBCU Report. We'll be right back after these words. Open calendar. What's my schedule looking like? Next Thursday, you will be caught in an emergency flash flood between Park and First Street. What? No, no, that doesn't work. I'm I'm busy then. Decline. Decline. 
Floods don't exactly work around your schedule. Disasters don't plan ahead. But you can. It starts with talking to your loved ones about making an emergency plan. So don't wait. Communicate. Visit GEMA.GA.gov. Brought to you by GEMHSA, Ready Georgia, FEMA, and the Ad Council. All right. Everybody in the car. Let's go. What are we going to do first when we get there, Mom? Go for a hike? Sure. What about canoeing? Can we go canoeing, too? I don't see why. How long does it take to get to the forest? It's not that far, sweetie. (sighs) Are we there yet? Yep, we're here. Already? It's a short drive from your neighborhood to your naturehood. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a neighborhood park or green space near you. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the U.S. Forest Service. Connecting the SWAC, the MEAC, SIAC, and the CIAA, the HBCU experience lives here. It's the HBCU Report with Bob Calloway. This is the HBCU Report. Rob Calloway kicking off the fourth and final segment. Yeah, man. Y'all hear this little boosie in the background. Y'all know what I'm about to talk about, man. Arguably the biggest the biggest story in, in, H, in the HBCU culture right now is Lil Boosie wearing a Kappa Alpha Psi sweatshirt or sweater, whatever it was, to an Atlanta Hawks game earlier this week. The biggest story. You know, and, and the thing about it is, I, I don't know. You know, some folks were saying, well, you know, he's saying that he know what that was and that he shouldn't have worn, but, you know, he probably really didn't even know. And my thing is, uh, I don't know. He's a black guy from the hood. Everybody know what K-A-S-I is. Like, come on, man. Now, if he had a hat on the shirt that said something like, um, they had a hat, the, the, the five new pie on it, then maybe we could have been like, yeah, he really didn't know. But, you know, for me, I, I'll just say this, you know, because I'm a I'm a, a gatekeeper of, of the, the black culture, the HBCU culture, you know, I'll say this, that, you know, I don't really dig it. You know, it, it turned it, and it, it turned funny, you know, because Boosie really wanted to learn how to how to, you know, shimmy and, and do all, all the, the, the Kappa moves. Right. And boy, that, I don't know how many people have actually seen the video, but boy, Boosie has no moves. That dude is stiff as a board. But, um, you know, it, it's kind of funny. But then, you know, on, on social media, I know you all seen, you know, all the pictures of the different people, the Mexicans with the AKA sweaters on and the white lady walking through the mall with the Omega Sci-Fi shirt on. And, you know, look, I don't know. I don't know. And, and, and if the culture was so important, like I said, I'm not a member of a Greek organization. But I'll just say this, if the coach was really that important, why would you take your Greek paraphernalia to goodwill? Jesus Christ, aren't you supposed to pass that stuff down anyway? Like, yeah, yeah, Greek paraphernalia shouldn't end up at goodwill for somebody to put on. I mean, and of all the places in the mall for Boosie to stop by, shame on him, of all the places, this dude stops at a fraternity at a, at a fraternity stand you know because basically that's what it is a greek apparel stand at the mall you know because macy's and all those places aren't selling greek paraphernalia so it had to just be a stand in the mall so out of all the things of all the clothes that he could have found to get fresh as he said he was trying to do or hashtag kappa fresh of all the clothes the only thing that he saw that really said yeah that's going to add to my drip right there is that is a, a Kappa shirt from a Greek paraphernalia stand at the mall. Crazy. Crazy. I don't know. You know, if I was a member of Kappa Alpha Psi, you know, and I had gone through the process, maybe I might feel some kind of way. I might. You know, but if nothing else, I'd be petitioning Boosie to give my chapter some money. He should give the whole organization some money. Like, yeah, bro, just drop us 25 stacks, 50 stacks, and we'll make you honorary. Yeah, that's how you do that. Teach him teach him how to shimmy, and then he'll be happy. But I don't know how many people have heard this, but 
He's trying to put together a step group. Go check him out on Instagram. He actually called a baby up. See if baby wanted to do it. <laughs> the baby. Not not Birdman baby or Lil Baby, but the boy, the man, baby. So um yeah, it, it's it's crazy that that turned out to be uh one well, like I said, the biggest story of uh, in, in HBCU culture this week. How about, how about uh, for those of you that, that have been listening uh, throughout, how about, you know, what Coach Joe Taylor said? Man, talking about Dash. Now, that goes back, and I ain't trying to preach, but that goes back to the very first segment of the show. And if you missed it, you can go back and relive it. You know, you can hear us on demand, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or sportsnewsandbrews.com. But I was talking about wanting to do more and trying to change some things about me. And, 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 you know, as my bishop was saying, do something. Like, in order for things to happen, you have to do something. And then Joe Taylor goes back and talks about this whole DASH, which uh, are the acronyms for Discipline, Attitude, Sacrifice, and Habits. Right? You got to be disciplined. You got to have the right attitude. You got to sacrifice something. And then I talked about that. Right? I talked about that right there at the beginning of, of the show. And you got to change your habits or you got to develop better habits. So there it is. Dash. You know, that's what we doing over here. We dashing. We living that dash life around here for 2020. I don't know about y'all, but I know we are. That'll about do it for this week's show. I'd like to thank you guys. As always, without you, there would be no HBCU report. Uh, don't forget, we're here every Saturday morning via Spreaker.com, iHeartRadio, and the TuneIn Radio app. Or you could always check us out on demand during the week, in the evening, whenever, via Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and our content partner, our official content partner, SportsNewsAndBrews.com. So you guys have a great weekend, and uh, we'll see you right back here next Saturday, 9 on the East, 6 on the West. It's the HBCU Report with Bob Calloway. Tumble it straight off the lot. 300 cash. Can the car came with a in it? Look, mama a thot, and she got that she gon' fuck up a bag. Pull up to the spot, living too fast, dropping the dip in the stash. In Italy, got too far, they DM me. Drop the top when it's cold, but you feel the heat. Be real with me, keep it 100, just be real with me. Eat it up like it's a feast. They said it won't flee. I saw my nigga, baby, chill with me.
say plastic, baby. A trapper, baby. I rap what I own on my masters, baby. It's tragic, baby. I pull up and fuck up the traffic, baby. A savage, baby. I'm close casket, baby. You get the bag and fumble it. I get the bag and flip it and tumble it. Straight off the lot, 300 cash. Can the car came with a little mama a thot, and she got. It's the HBCU Report with Rob Calloway. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details.